become involved to, to create a community that's sustainable. It's more than just building a house, it's also like mutual help. Yeah, there's also people like who are really involved, who really like love the project and what that mm -hmm. just stands for, and who like never miss a construction. The, the purpose is that they keep coming to Techo and get, they get more involved and they can rise the ranks and eventually become Jefe Cuadrilla or maybe even Exec. And they know that the Techo house, they, they tell you, oh, you're from Techo, when are you going to come around? Or... Hello, my name is Jose Alvarez. And I'm Corey Austin. Welcome back to Beyond Our Bell. Today on the episode, we're going to be talking with students who are the, the leadership team that drive Techo here at our school. Uh, Techo for us is the largest volunteer um, event at our school. We've got 200 volunteers come together to build prefabricated houses in uh, some of the poorest communities in Monterey. And these three students uh, talk about going beyond our bell. Like, it's incredible the amount of time they put in, the responsibility that they have, um, the organization skills, like the conviction to follow through. We're going to get to hear a little bit about their stories, but not too long ago, maybe three years or so, they started just helping out build a house, and now they're running the entire thing. Yeah, it's, it's it's quite amazing listening to these these high school kids who are um, have taken on the task to, to organize 200 people to fundraise you know, million pesos. That's like fifty thousand dollars, I think US dollars. So they've taken on quite a responsibility, and just um, and and the learning that is involved in this is is it's amazing. You can hear it in their voices and and in their stories. So. Um, and maybe, Jose, you want to give a little background information yeah, on sure. Techo? Yeah, sure. Just if you never heard about Techo, Techo began in Chile outside of Santiago, the capital, with a group of volunteers, mainly from colleges um, and universities, that they just wanted. They saw a need for housing in very, very poor, low-income areas, and they organized themselves, raised some money, and started building those shelters. Like, And now... We're talking about a prefabricated uh, emergency housing uh, program that is run over 19 different countries in Latin America, and each country having different cities within. So it's it's massive. Yeah, and I just want to add to that. There's with our 200 volunteers, they join 20,000 committed youth um, in these 19 countries that get together yearly to build to build houses in those communities. And not only that, there's there's a group of like core group of about 3,500 volunteers that are. Um, they're almost like weekly volunteers, so they're not just building, you know, building the houses. They're they're offering weekly community events to to build capacity on, and their overall goal is to to better their lives. Yeah, right? like they started off just let's provide shelter yes. to begin with, but uh, the the overall goal is is just to lift their spirit and make them better themselves in order to yeah. to look for a better life. Well, let's get to these, uh, this group of amazing student volunteers and, and hear their story of Techo. My name is Sebastián Garza, and I'm the current CFO of Techo ASFM. I'm Diego de los Santos, and I'm the co-COO of Techo ASFM. So my role as a COO, I'm the chief operating officer, which, whose job is mostly during the day of the construction. The COO is supposed to be the one in charge of the construction method of the houses. It's, so you do most of your work during the day of the construction, but you act as a 
monitor where you can supervise together with a partner four of the houses that are being built. So you walk around those four houses and you make sure that the the building process is going according to plan. So there's other like you that supervise yes. four houses, constructions at mm -hmm. a time. And my job as CFO is mainly uh, fundraising, like making sure we uh, can collect enough money to build the entire homes. And this year, our goal was to build 20, 20 houses, but uh, we could only reach the goal of 15 houses due to the fact that uh, we couldn't raise enough money. Usually, that like the amount of money for the 20 houses is uh, about 1 million pesos. And this semester, we were able to raise, I think, about 750,000 pesos for... 800,000 pesos. 800,000 pesos for the homes. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to go back just to like, give historical context. Do you guys know like how long the school has been part of Techo and, and how do we get up to here, like building 15 houses, raising 800,000 pesos? So I think it started back in, I think, about like 2015. Uh, with uh, Mr. Sainz and uh, a, rest, like a group of small volunteers from that generation of 2015. And it slowly, like, it started out really small. They used to do, like, constructions where they only built, like, five homes or ten homes. And it slowly, like, started uh, growing until, like, now for, like, for the past two years, we have had, like, four constructions with over 200 volunteers and raising, like, a million, a million pesos for each construction. So I think over time it has really grown into a project that like the entire ASFM community is really passionate about and it's been really successful. And you guys have been part of Techo for more than a couple of years then? Yeah, so um, I as well as Diego started out in ninth grade as like regular volunteers and then we became Jefes de Cuadrilla and then uh, after that we joined the executive team. And uh, so in ninth grade, we were volunteers. Then in 10th grade, we were jefes de cuadrilla. And in 10th grade, uh, we also joined the executive team. So it was me in 10th grade and then him last year. And then we, I started out as the chief networking officer, taking care of like the Instagram page and like the, uh, sending out emails to different companies if seeing if they want to donate and things like that. And then... Um, to CFO and they will just join the executive team this year. Yeah, I joined directly as COO or co-COO. So I had a semester where I was the apprentice. So I was just observing how the, the that, that current year's executive team was working, how they were, the, all the process that you have to undertake in order to, to be able to have a, the construction. So that semester was a, basically a learning semester for me. And this year, this first semester, this last construction was my first actual construction as, as an executive, as part of the executive team. And so will you take that on next year or you're... Well, hopefully the plan is that, that, we, that I continue in the exec team and hopefully I can be able to, do, to undergo two more constructions next year. Wow. Yeah. Hi, Nadia. Hi. You want to introduce yourself to the... Listeners? Um, sure. Well, I'm Naya Fernandez, and I'm the current CEO of the exec team in Techo. Well, we, we're cutting up uh, a little bit. We were just talking about, like, I guess, the, the structure of the team. I think it's amazing. I think that obviously you get something out of it that is not school-related if you want to continue to do it. And there lies the, the beauty of it. I participated myself just in one and I remember that it was very powerful, like, 
exchanging ideas or just being there with the families and, and how grateful they are for people coming in to them and how, how open they are no matter what their circumstances are like um, how is that still going on or is that sometimes harder than others I think definitely it depends on the community but most of the communities where we work at even if it's new if they have never heard of Techo they're always very open and very helpful and they're just happy to be there with you and I find that like even families we aren't building for, they're still really open and there's like a really big sense of community and they try to like include the volunteers. So I f well, I find that in all the families that I work with, they're always really, really nice to us and just really happy that we're there. During our, during the constructions, we're just building the houses, but that's just more than that. There's also a community plan and like they give out classes to the children they they try to find jobs for the community members so that we're only participating in the building process but the actual techo techo no leon that's yeah. working here is day-to-day -day working with that community so we're being involved in a part of the process but there's a whole bigger community that's built around techo and it's it's kind of like a contract techo is agreeing to help that community if the community gives back. We're not only just gifting them the houses, we're trying them to become involved to, to create a community that's sustainable. So when we come to the constructions, they already, most of them already knows, know us and they know that the Techo houses, they, they tell you, oh, you're from Techo, when are you gonna come around? Or during the construction, they cook for you. The, the meals that you get, the, the family cooks for you. We give them a small bag with The, the different foods they need and they prepare it for you and one of the big intentions with that is trying to involve the family with the, with the people that, that are helping them so that we can do specific activities like in the last pilote they create a note that says that here lies the house of blah 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 and hopefully it will stand for 15 years and we will have a very nice life so those kind of communities were like riding on the duela Are like trying to integrate the family with the, yeah. with the volunteers. It's more than just building a house. It's also like mutual help. And so, yeah, there's a lot of kind of activities. And the point is to interact with the family. And the point of the house is just to give them the tools to so that they can help themselves. So it's not only us giving them the house. They have to like work with us. They have to pay a little bit. And it's kind of that idea of together we're growing as a community and kind of giving them the tools to uh, get better like one of kind of the goals of Techo is that maybe in 10 years when we come back that that house isn't there anymore because the family found a way to a better community to a better life so like that's kind of the point of the project and yeah like they all said like cooking and like all those like activities we call them actividades de formacion it's to help kind of bond as a community volunteers and family oh, i like to see it it's more like uh teaching them how to fish instead of just like giving them a fish more like that type of expression mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, I, i've always been particularly keen with that expression because um that's a well you guys like you're saying it, it looks like you're giving them an opportunity this guy's as a house in order to just like embedder themselves and change the way yeah. they live Um, it sounds like there's a lot of work. You guys mentioned fundraising, and you fundraise a lot. It sounds like there's a lot of work that goes into before, like, the build day. Obviously, the build day is the culminating community event, yeah. and, and it's, like, it is the pinnacle of the of Techo, but can you guys describe what 
the work and the things that go in the pre-build day? So we start out uh, right like in August, at the beginning of the school year, sending out like uh, forms for people who want to apply as Cafe de Cuadrilla in order to start organizing what the cuadrillas are going to look like. Um, and after that, it's like once we decide on who the Cafe de Cuadrilla are, we send out the volunteer like uh, forms. Registration in order to create the cuadrillas as fast as possible and then like start fundraising and give people enough time to fundraise enough money for their cuadrillas. Cuadrillas are the are groups of like each house has a cuadrilla and okay. it's kind of like the, the team, the group of volunteers with a jefe cuadrilla and the techero that comes from Techo Nuevo León that's gonna like build a house. And so in that group, you guys try to, so this is your group, you guys need to fundraise for that house? Yes, yeah, so depends on the amount of people. So each house costs around 50,000 pesos, and we always make each cuadrilla raise, um, raise 45,000, and then the exec team is responsible for fundraising the 5,000 of each of the houses that, that we built. Okay. Yeah. And there's a particular number for a cuadrilla, or depending on the volunteers, can be more or... or De- depending, like, like, I guess if I'm constructions, they're usually, like, 8 to 10, even 12, because we always know that people drop out. But like in constructions of Techo Nuevo León, it can like you can build a house with three like three persons mm-hmm. and just like a jefe. But yeah, so like what Sevio is explaining is kind of the processes before the construction of the school. But we also have a really close relationship with Techo Nuevo León that starts like 12 weeks before the construction. And it's all the process of going to the community and like talking with the families. And we have to do a survey. We like survey the whole community to and like that survey gives us like a some points. We quantify their their, their needs. Yeah, their needs. Mm-hmm. So then we like next week we talk to the families that have like the greatest amount of points because technically those are the families that have the greatest need for a house. So we we visit the community a lot and we talk to the people and we visit their houses to see like what their living conditions are like. And so yeah, it's kind of like from eight to. T- 12 weeks before of planning and going every single weekend to the community to talk with the families and we have to sign a contract and kind of just explaining like what the process is going to be like and kind of start building that sense of community that is going to be very apparent in the construction. Um, so you use like some kind of like the, the survey data and that process to pick who gets a house built yes. more or less? Yeah, so it's not random, like a lot of families sometimes are under the impression that we just take like names out of hat, mm-hmm. but no, it's a really kind of thoughtful process, which a lot of factors, which like Techo Mexico has like used this survey and like perfected it over like the years that it has mm-hmm. ex- existed. And like the survey is not perfect, which is why we have people in charge, there's a team of like this like emergency housing project like program and like they're experts in kind of like they have a lot of experience so when we visit the families they kind of know what to look for and whether or not like a family is like we can assign them a house or not so these are professionals or like people that work for techo that guide you through this process yeah so it's not like they're like unpaid volunteers there's like um just very few people that are actually paid in techo but they they like they have a lot of experience so yeah yeah they help us Mm -hmm. and um does, does, like, Techo Monterrey has autonomy from, like, Techo Mexico, from Techo Chile, or is it, like... So, like, there's, like, in Techo Mexico has different states where they have, like, an office and it's active, so Nuevo León is one of them. So, yes, we have a certain, like, autonomy, 
but we're still... Like, I volunteer a lot in Techo Nuevo León, and I have a boss in Techo Mexico that has another boss in Techo Mexico. So, although, yes, we have, like, a director in Techo Nuevo León that kind of helps run everything and all the projects, there are still, like, they still have bosses from Techo Mexico that kind of dictate Do you things. know how many other states are? I believe it's, like, eight states? Seven, eight, Seven, eight, eight states. Does it keep growing, or is it just, like, it started with eight? And no, it, it, has, it has gone growing, yeah. There's, yeah. And then what else? Uh, I mean, you were very specific on how you, the process of choosing has. What else do you guys do leading up to it? I, I don't know if there's anything else. I mean... So specifically for the fundraising, uh, on the, that part, we usually hold the, the volteada, uh, which is basically where like we hit the streets and asking, <laughs> yeah. asking pedestrians and cars for uh, donations uh, on Techo, and that is a really big fundraising event. We also have like our raffle. our raffle mm -hmm. uh, with uh, tons of different prizes, and in fact, I think uh, like this year that the top prize was an iPad. Um, and so those are like our two main fundraising events but apart from that it's mostly like each single volunteer like I don't know like baking something and, and selling it or asking for uh, for for donations and we also have uh, what we call deducible impuesto which is actually pretty handy where um, like companies can make donations and like deduct it off their like tax returns yeah so that encourages a lot of companies from like families here at school to donate to Techo. So that has also helped us uh, a lot to uh, get the money, uh, enough money to build the homes. So I think those are the three main ways we usually uh, fundraise the money uh, prior to the construction. That, yeah. that would be kind of the main job that Sebastian has as the CFO, as a COO. One of the one of the biggest parts is one week prior to the construction, we have what we call the descarga, where uh, two trucks come with all the material for the 20 houses. So all the jefes de cuadrillas, the person who is the leader of each house, comes and we gather in the community to to offload all the materials, and the the members from the community also help us. So we. We start offloading. Normally, the bus always takes too long. The truck takes too long. But eventually, we have to offload all the 20 houses. We have to organize them by packets and transport them to the to the place where the house is going to be built. So that's that's one of the biggest logistic efforts that we have to do one week prior to the construction. Yeah. Handling materials. Yeah. yeah, because before the construction, like this, other than the descarga, it's just going every weekend to the community and because usually we always have problems that a family cancels or there are logistical issues with the with like place we're gonna build and we have to reassign the house so it's just going every weekend to make sure that kind of everything's set for the escada and of course um, spend time with the families and then like they always said it's just one week um, unloading all the materials and there are like two trucks that come all the way from the factory in Mexico in DFE and yeah, they drive all the way to Nuevo León to give us the materials. Yes, yeah. and most of the work, well, the hard work is done the day of the construction. We get here early, we're here at 6 a.m. We set up, we get the, there's around five buses that come to pick up all the 200 volunteers. It's routing them all the way over there. Then the place where we will be staying, we have to be prepared that there will be rooms for 
every volunteer that there will be two rooms for girls, two rooms for boys, a room, a room for the teachers, mothers, for the teachers, the parents. And it's mostly that day, that, that weekend is very tiring. That, that, it's hard. Yeah. yeah, like the two weeks before the construction are the worst. Yeah, <laughs> are the best. Yeah, yeah of course. But. <laughs> well, that, that gets to the next question. And I think you, you got most of it, but it was basically describe, like, what the build weekend looks like. Yeah. Like, take us through so, it. Like, sunset, sunrise to sunset. So, Saturday, it's, like, the, this construction was 6.30. The volunteers are supposed to be here, it, like, with their things ready to go just to hop on the bus and leave. So we leave here at 6.30, and it usually takes, like, about, at, well, like, 7. We left here about 7, and it usually takes about an hour to, like, get to the school where we stay, stay the night. So we usually uh, get to the school, like, drop our bags, and then head off to the, like, to the build site. And so we usually get to the build site at around, like, I don't know, 8.30. Yeah, 8.39. 8.39, and then start building from 9 to, like, 5 o'clock. And then at 5 o'clock, we pack up our things and head back to the school where uh, we're going to stay the night. And there, we usually have lunch at the community and then have dinner back at, at the school. Uh, the moms usually help us out a lot in that kind of organization with the food and like, mm-hmm. water and making sure everyone stays hydrated and well-fed. And uh, usually at night, we have like a, a group activity, like a team-building activity. And then after that, everyone, like, pretty much free to go. They could go sleep, like, stay talking with friends. And then on Sunday, we get up around, like... Six. Six thirty-seven. Oh. Uh, have breakfast really quickly and then head off to build. And then again from, like, probably this time, eight uh, the morning until five, finish the houses, then pack up, head back to the school, pick up everything, and then hop on the bus and drive back to school. So that's pretty much the... The build weekend. Yeah, the of it. Yeah. What is, what can really go wrong or has gone wrong? Well, <laughs> yeah. Construction day. There's yeah, there's a lot of to be honest, in the past years a lot of things have not gone wrong, but it could have gone better. So two years ago we had a fire. <laughs> and so one of the houses since like the community is there, like there's no like there are no trash cans. They usually burn their garbage. Um, uh, there's no electricity. Yeah, there's no electricity. There's no sewage. Like, there's no, there's yes. no... There's no nothing. Yeah, like, most of the houses that do have electricity, it's because they, like, illegally connect to, like, the, the city, like, electricity poles. But, yeah, so they were burning their trash, and um, a house there accidentally caught fire, and we, like, a lot of house... Like, no house that we were currently building, like, it wasn't that family that caused the fire but there was a lot of houses like in my experience I was on the roof and it was a house in front of me and I just saw smoke and fire like going up so we had to evacuate all of the volunteers for that day but it happened on Sunday and we've also had um, experiences with um, drugs because the families there they like there are some like special situations where since they live in those circumstances sometimes they have family members that for some like one reason or another they like got into like illegal substances and usually we like in the contract when we assign houses the families are made aware that they can be like no kind of like that kind of behavior like 
drugs or alcohol because it is it's still a construction and still really dangerous so we usually then let them know like if you have a family member or something like that there can be like no trace of that during the during the build but one of the like nearby families um there was a guy that had a situation so we also had to evacuate the community and i think those are like the two major things and though also in Techone Bolion we also unfortunately had someone lose a finger because of the materials um say lose a finger they they lose like, they lost the tip of the finger because the barretas are very sharp but in order to avoid that we do have uh, we do have kind of not training but we explain to the volunteers and the jefes how to use the materials so that yeah, accidents like that don't happen. It's curious about that. You have, you're, you're running like 200 volunteers who have like little experience. Building experience. Yeah. I've taken students to our maker pod. So, uh, yeah, what kind of safety training or how do you maneuver that? And So, it's not that, like, it's not that hard per se and most of the, like, well, no, not most. All the cuadrillas have like, people that have gone to Techo before. Okay. And it's part of the job of the Jefe Cuadrilla and the Techero, which comes from Techo Nuevo León, to, like, say, like, that day the safety regulations and, like, teach, like, the ninth graders and, like, those that are new to Techo, like, how to use it to make sure that everyone is safe. And we do, like, mention in all the meetings, like, make sure that, like, you're looking at your volunteers and making sure that, like, everyone is doing it correctly. And also we have monitores, from Techo Nuevo León, which are, like, the experts in the house. So, like, we're in charge of, like, we have a couple of houses, and we not only check the building process to make sure that, like, everyone is using, like, the materials correctly, but a plus of this is that, like, Techo's not allowed to use, like, electronic, like, tools or, like, uh, power well, tools. No yeah, so there's not, like, it's really hard. Like, in, another, in other projects, like, Techo does have, like, drills and things like that, but in the, like, housing construction, you can't use any of that. Oh, really? So that's a, a really... Room. Yeah, it's a touch of rule. Like, it makes sense. It makes sense because, like, most most of the well, yeah, most of the people there are not like they don't have the knowledge to be able to use any of those tools, so it doesn't make sense to and like electricity is also an issue. So yeah, I mean, we also always have like a paramedic or an ambulance nearby in case of anything happens. But to be honest, we've never had someone like. Like in my well, in my experience, like severely injured or no one, like no one. Well, and again, I do remember that the head of the quadrilla or the chief of the group, will he had done it before, and yes. and yeah. like the roles were were assigned. Yeah. And if you were new or you were a volunteer, you pretty much were carrying stuff like carry this from here to yeah. here, help yourself, keep hydrated, which helps keep the overall safety mm-hmm. uh, as a priority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we do. Make I that wanted very to help clear. more. It's like no, no, no. You you, know, you have to be two years in to, to no. be able to no, use the hammer. We, I think that. No. That's I'm just like, kidding. Yeah, no, but that's I don't know old school Dutch. I think now it's very it's very open. But we like we do have the precautions of one of the like, parts. As a jefe cuadrilla, you always you always have to have in mind your volunteers. You have to involve them in the process because you can easily tell them, go get some rocks. We need more rocks, but. The, the purpose is that they keep coming to Techo and they're good, they get more involved and they can rise the ranks and eventually become Jefe Cuadrilla or maybe even Exec. So we try to involve them in the process. Obviously, they cannot do everything by their own. They, they, it's their first time doing it. But 
if they can do the basics and that's like you can do the basics and then watch how the the jefe cuadrilla does the more complicated stuff measurements yeah. and yeah. all that and yeah. you can start learning from that and hopefully next construction, next construction you can be that person mm. so yeah it's it's, a, it's a learning process and like we also <laughs> have like um, people from Tetuna Bolion that like usually know a lot more and oh. you learn a lot more tricks. Like in my first two constructions, I was paired with a techero that had like so many constructions, which is like one of the reasons right now like I'm like pretty good at building and I know because I've learned so many tricks and so many like ways to do things that now like you like each construction like you learn like at least one thing new. Mm. So like when you come back you just start learning experience and like how to do things. So do you think you guys can build a house by yourself? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> what about like there's so many volunteers, like two hundred you said. Yeah. What are like levels of engagement? Is it kind of like all over the place? Is it yeah. hard to engage? What's it's, that like? It's like all over the place. It depends because you like usually I don't know the younger generations are like a lot more excited since it's their first time. Mm -hmm. But then you also have I don't know people that just want to go for the experience and then they don't realize what they got into. So they like <laughs> yeah. So they rather <laughs> they rather like <laughs> not do anything. Yeah. yeah, take pictures. They go in, in like board shorts yeah. and sandals. And like yeah. even I don't know there are like some girls like don't want to hammer, but then there are also some boys that like don't want to carry anything. So it really like it. But I feel like you also depends. have like the opposite people who are like really involved and yeah. who really enjoy it. Like for example, I can say right now, like. One of the parents who like never misses a construction oh, is yeah. Tio Guillo. He's a, a he's a current senior. His son is a current senior. Gabriel Benoit. He also like never misses a construction. And you have like it's really amazing to see how uh, there's also people like who are really involved who really like love the project and what that mm -hmm. just stands for. And who like never miss a construction. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a mix. And yeah, there's like there's everything. It's a yeah. balance. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they make and, up for and we, it. You know, we like taking that into account when we're creating the cuadrillas, we obviously obviously say, oh, this cuadrilla doesn't have enough experienced people, so we try to balance that, so that yeah. every house can have the opportunity to be, to yeah, to finish. The common experience with volunteers, right? Or yeah. yeah, not all experience. What about the biggest challenges on build day? What do you? I think you mentioned some like like, like some things with or in general the community, for the just, movement or community here at school and in Monterrey and Nuevo León. I think, I mean, there's a lot of challenges. I think like logistical wise, I think in the construction, it's more like you're always racing to finish the house. I think that's like a big problem. Um, that like one of the biggest challenges because sometimes you get there and like the place where you have to build is like not adequate or like there's a really big hole or things like that so I think one of the like biggest challenges is that I think also fundraising is really hard mm -hmm. um like in like my past years I've experienced that like it's right now it's really hard to get people to donate and you know be involved in techo other Sometimes during the construction process, the first thing you have to do is lay the foundation. The foundation is made of 15 pilotes, of 5 by 3 And the measurements have to be very precise. It's, it's, it's the most annoying thing, but it has to be precise. And you take the measurements, and one second it might be there, but the next second it's three yeah. centimeters off, and you have to redo it again. And I think that's very annoying, and it's one of the biggest challenges, but it's the most crucial thing. Yeah. yeah. If you do it wrong at the start, everything is going to come out wrong. Yeah. And you'll see it. When you put the walls, or there will be a space between them. 
and so, it affects the like the future of the I house. Like if you have that wrong, then the walls are wrong, and like you can fix it. Like there are ways to fix it, but you end up like taking away years from the house. So if it could have lasted, I don't know, twenty, fifteen years by those mistakes, it can last seven, eight, even mm. five. So. Yeah, that's actually, like, for the volunteers, that's a really big challenge. Yeah, and that first day, you, you end that first day, and maybe some get to the to the floor, but most of the quadrillas, you just see some sticks, sticks. poking out of the floor. Yeah. You're saying, what and, am I doing? And, like, holes, <laughs> yeah, and you just feel like you're not going to finish. But it's the foundation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's, it's the most important part, but yeah. after that, everything just builds up. You, mm -hmm. you will see it. In a couple of hours, you will be on the roof. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's very hard and emotionally that <laughs> night. It's like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, no, yeah, definitely. Praying I, to the gods of measurement. No, yeah. be on my side. So what does yeah. that look like? What, 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 what tools and what do you put? How you? How's it work? What are you doing? So you make holes with a barreta, which is like a really long like metal, metal. stick, which has like a point and like a another point on the other side. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so. We usually have teams of two, so one of them they like hits it with a barreta and like breaks the dirt, and the other one like scoops it out. So yeah, you have that, and like the first thing that you have to do is that it's called a pilote maestro. So in the tallest part of the 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 like terrain. the place, the terrain that you're gonna build, that's where you put the pilote maestro, and you put it like as close as you can to the floor, mm. and then from there you start taking the measurements. So like from the long side, it's six ten. And so you start measuring like the that hole and the other one, and you just start like once you have the four corners. the four corners, then like all of them, all of them like it starts to get faster because the hardest thing to do is close the the Very fourth hard. corner like the perimeter. It's so hard because even if like your measurements move like a centimeter and like that's still within. Like, you can still leave it if it's, like, within a centimeter and there's, like, a margin of error. But that last corner is, like, really hard so to build. So the pilotes are, like, yeah. wooden pillars. Yeah, like it's, like, the foundation for to putting on the roof yeah. and then taking the sides. and then Yeah, so it's, like, wood and they're treated with, um, like, burnt oil. So uh, that, like, if it rains or something like that happens, like, it won't, like, it won't affect the foundation of the house. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And that's... Most of the first day, that consumes a lot of time. And to 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 put that pilote, you have to make a hole that's deep enough. And once you make the hole, you need to use rocks as kind of like we. You compare it to a Tetris, yeah. and you're trying to fit them <laughs> so that the pilote is strong enough that when you kick it, it won't fall. Yeah, you have to move. like put so, pressure on the side. Okay, so just like just adjusting it, yeah, so just it and doesn't move within. No. It's a mind game. Yeah, but it's very specific. Like you can't use like like soft rocks or like cement because it breaks. It has to be like river rocks, and you have to like place them. Like like they say in Pecho that like someone that's like good at it can like fijar a pilote like perfectly with just eight rocks. But usually the volunteers use... Challenge is set. Yeah, yeah. No, it's harder than anything, but, like, usually volunteers use, like, I don't know, 30. 20 rocks, 30 rocks, and they're just trying to, like... Fit them in. Fit them in and, like, pressure. So that, yeah, it's literally a game of Tetris. Um, thank you so much for sharing all this. I, I guess that I would like to open up right now. If there's anything that we can help, or, like, the, the listeners or the community in general can you know ways where they can participate or make uh, this movement stronger i think it's just 
you know, volunteering and, like, letting anyone the exec team know, like, that you want to help. I mean, our next build is until May, but, I mean, we, like, we work really closely with Tetrano Leon, so Tetrano Leon has, like, a lot of other projects, like, during the year. Like, for instance, this weekend, like, I'm going to build these water towers for the families. So it's just, like, if you're interested, if you want to help, but maybe you don't want to go to the construction, just, like, reach out and... Like, we'll see how you can join. It's just, you know, participating or even, like, just donating money, like, even if it's, like, a small donation. Yeah, and just letting us know, and we'll see, like, how you can get involved, basically. And keep an eye out for the Jefe Equality applications and for the volunteer applications that will probably be at... January. Yeah, the start of next semester. And so will you guys start a new fundraising cycle? Or do you already have the funds for that? Oh, you will? Yeah, definitely. So there you go. That's a couple of examples of how you can get involved with Techo. Yeah, and just to kind of close, it's 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 very interesting hearing the students speak and the leadership involved in this project. And, you know, as, as schools, we, we try to think of the 21st century skills and the four C's. They're, they're huge right now. And, and real-world learning, so like communication, critical thinking, creativity, collaboration. So we're talking 200-plus volunteers and raising funds, you can't help but think that the students are really nailing those. Yeah, policies. it's a perfect example of how to take it uh, or how to take education in your own hands. Um, yeah. So those dates, in case you guys miss it, are January for participating in the group that builds the houses and May for the actual construction, the overall end of the event. And for you listeners out there, we'd love to know what uh, other authentic kind of experiences, volunteer experiences are happening at your school. Um, and, and if you don't have something like this, maybe you can look into how you can start something like Techo or uh, something similar. Yeah. Please remember to write us at beyondourbell.com and let us know what is going on beyond your bell.